Are we sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello and welcome, GC. I'm Todd Lyons, and you're listening to Toddcast Season 2, Episode 6, a show for and about public servants. On this episode, I'll be chatting with Mary Beth Baker about some of the things that we find attractive about working for the public service. And not to give too much away, I can say that beyond our shared love of the GC 2.0 tools, one of the things that we both appreciate is the time that the public service gives us to take care of ourselves and our families. When my wife became pregnant with our third child, I just officially graduated with my master's degree and was working on casual contract for the GC. A few months later, I became an indeterminate employee, and among the benefits that I was eligible to receive was parental leave without pay. Now. Admittedly, this sounded like a bit of a non-benefit until I read my collective agreement, which also defines parental allowance, a second benefit automatically granted to those who qualify for parental leave without pay. Basically, between the income replacement that one is entitled to from employment insurance and the employee benefits paid out under the terms of the agreement, an indeterminate employee can stay home and raise their baby at nearly full pay. 93% for one year. Well, a year parsed up as two weeks waiting period and 18 weeks maternity benefit and 32 weeks parental benefit. Now, as the father, I wasn't entitled to the maternity benefit, obviously, but uh, the 32 weeks, eight months away from work, well, maybe I could do that. Provided I could get past the psychological hurdles, of course. I mean, what kind of a man takes eight months off of work right at the beginning of his public service career? I'd never been in any financial position to entertain such a question before. I took two weeks away from work for the birth of my first child and three weeks for the second. The extra week the second time around was to provide extra care. My second was born with jaundice and needed near-constant phototherapy for the first nine days of her life by remaining wrapped in a billy blanket. Eight months. Here was my thinking process back at at that time. I love my children. My children love me. But I'm the sort of person that needs to remain engaged. You know, after two weeks of R&R... I'm ready to pull the plug on my vacation and get back to my desk. I crave mental stimulation. I I need structure. And as much as I should probably have felt ashamed for my lack of evolution back then, I felt that I was a man first and a social worker second. My sense of self is largely tied to my attachment to work. My importance is in what I create. My value is in the income that I'm able to provide for my family. But I created this child, and the benefits will allow me to provide for my family, even away from work. 
So, with much urging from my wife, I took the eight months. And I wish I had the right words to express how great that was. Not idyllic, by any means. A lot of work, worries, weird hours, exhaustion, exasperation when nothing worked. But also, immense joy, attachment, love. Connection like I never believed that I could feel. And tangible response from my baby. Recognition. Pleasure from my presence. Anxiety from my departure. That eight months, it went entirely too quickly. And for those last two weeks, I held her constantly. I thought I'd been a good father to my first two children. I'd taken as much time as I could afford to be there as they entered the world. But in retrospect, I was something of a stranger to them and they to me. It bothered me enormously that they seemed more curious than pleased to see me return home at the end of the day. And I was often beside myself with frustration for my inability to calm them when they were hurt or distressed. Nothing I could do had anything near the effect of my wife simply reaching down and picking them up. But this time, in this child's life, I made a world of difference. She needed me. She craved me. She missed me when I was away. From the time that she learned to walk, she came running to see me when I arrived home from work. (laughs) Perhaps it's better described as high-speed toddling, but more often than not, she was beating her four-year-old sister to the door. And even after I was settled in for the night, and in between her adventures with her pets and her older sisters, she would come to me, often with arms outstretched, Dada, Dada, insistent that I hold her immediately. I credit the baby for teaching her older sisters that these are good practices. Not long after the daily return-from-work ritual began, my four-year-old also started racing to the door to get her own turn at being swept off her feet and kissed soundly. I loved those eight months. They meant everything to me, and really showed me what they can mean to a newborn. If there was any effect on my career prospects or my reputation, I can't tell. I really became the person that I am after that experience. Twitter, blogging, involvement with GCpedia and GC Connects, and the doors that open from there. So, thank you, GC. That baby is nearly eight years old now, and I can still feel the difference in our relationship. You made me a happy daddy. It made me a better employee. I call it a win-win.
this this little hole here. That's where the sound goes in. Hello, everyone. I'm Daddy Lines, and this is Toddcast. How did they do that? So, would you like to introduce yourself again? Yes, my name is Mary Beth Baker. I'm an information specialist, and I work at Immigration, Refugee, and Citizenship Canada. And we've probably followed each other on Twitter for many years. Yeah. Although, um, yes, I don't think we ever have met in person until today. And my uh, Twitter handle is at Beth Maru. So, yeah, yeah. 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 I, and I probably messaged you through GCpedia because I tend to do a lot of GCpedia stuff. Poke about. I still get requests for people to, to help with their account, to help with code and stuff like that. And it's funny because I've only ever worked for the team for six months, about 18 months ago. And before and after, it's all just been sort of volunteer because I love it and I like to help people. It's so. such a great space and, and people don't really need to know that you're not the person helping, like that you're not officially helping them because it's an, such an unofficial community that if you can help them, like it's faster than saying no sometimes. It's great. Sometimes I feel the need to apologize because I'm very good at getting repeat uh, customers, uh, people yes. that had a positive GCPD experience. They're and, back. And it's like... I am so under the gun this week with work, but here's what I think would help your problem. And if, if not, I'm CCing the, the, uh, the GCpedia admin account and maybe they can sort of yeah, they're help really, you further. Really quick to, to respond. It's such a great space. I, um, it's not loved the way the GC connects is. And I sort of feel bad for it in that way. It, there's a shift. I, cause when I came into government around 2008, um, and Tom Kearney was going out and talking about it and people were just kind of getting a sense of like what, what it could do for them. Mm. It was like this, this like early adopter crowd and they like, they really grabbed onto it. And then I found that they were negative towards GC connects and I being part of the crowd that came in at that time, I was always like, Oh, GC connects isn't really for me. And like, and I actually took um, a year off last year and came back and I'm so surprised at all the, uh, all the action and like all the departments and all the communities that have sprung, sprung up in this space. And then they had their code fest basically, or to improve the tool. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just like blossoming and, and it's awesome because if that's the tool people need, then like all by all means they should use it. And like GCP is still flourishing in its own way, but people are just like, they love the wire or they love the the fact that their community can be closed yes. versus GCP, GCpedia is still trying to push a kind of agenda of hey we're open and collaborative and and GC Connects has that but it's it's like subtly different and it makes people feel more secure and comfortable it's pretty awesome it's made a lot of leaps and bounds and a lot of great development work both from Code GC Connects and and earlier. It's really done a good job of making itself very friendly and being a good space so that people that want to start a special interest group or some sort of a community of practice, bang, there's a group thing there with all the trimmings built in. You know, you could just have file sharing and discussions if you want, but there's polling and there's other things that you can switch on or off to make it meet your needs. And I admit that I'm spending more time there now than I used to. Uh, That's great, though. Because like, I used to be a real, and I still love no GCPD. I, I always love yeah. GCPD. If it ever disappears, like that's one of my biggest things is if it ever disappears, like there's there's a space for it. It's kind of like a, we did a research study, like a very small informal usability study for the GCDocs team, or G, GCpedia team rather. And it was like, how do you get people from like a noob state to like a lurker state to a noob state to a, a regular user where they go and edit another person's page yes. to a super user like yourself. 
And it was like a really interesting kind of continuum of people. And I think GC Connects has that now, but it's still like you can use both tools and you can be a lurker in one space and a, and a noob in the other. Mm-hmm. And, and they, they complement each other, whereas before they didn't as much. They kind of didn't, GC Connects didn't have its personality yet and it's really found it. I think. No, I agree with that. It's really sort of carved out its own niche. And I still love wikis for writing and, and creating. Oh, so awesome. Yes. This, this show, well, I, I run a smaller wiki, I guess, to do Toddcast with, DocuWiki, which is okay. the, the resources are much lower and it's less complex software. Yeah. But wikis in general are just a much better tool to sort of craft your words and, and create documents. Uh, I could never get into doing that at GC Connects, but but it's good as far as the the other the, the community part of of the show that I'm running. Yeah, it's uh, interesting because once people start uh, visualizing a design, then they start moving outside of the GCpedia space. That like where you can just do some very basic word coding, like me- uh, media wiki coding, to where they should be in GC Connects. And yet, it's less scary because they're not actually coding. The the tool supports that kind of visual style and that's uh, people like, have expectations on the web about that so it's it, it's interesting anyway the tools are great and we're really lucky to have them and yeah i love that informal like people still ask you for help it's a great that you are willing to and that even if you are busy then you're still letting the community know that people need help it's it's really powerful i, I think that that's something that i've always Maybe I didn't know better at the beginning of my public service career, but I've always had the sense that I may have been hired by, well, it was HRSDC at the time, okay. ESDC, or whatever yeah. they're calling themselves <laughs> at the time that you listen to this. Who knows? It changes all the time. <laughs> was that my duty is to Canadians in general, and, and, and as by extension, I guess, by all the public servants that, that, that I can interact with, helping them to help Canadians. So I, I've never felt constrained just to one department. And... and I really wish that everyone kind of felt the same way, that, right. that we, we, we have a day job maybe. We've got specific roles for the job that we've been hired to do. Right. But there's no requirement that we just sort of spend all of our time on that. If, if we have spare cycles that we can use to do interesting things all over government with people everywhere, yeah. why don't we do that? We should. I, yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. I have um, poked at people's pages before. Like uh, I think I went to a Policy Ignite, and they were talking about the starting the Policy C-Bank, and I was like, okay, well, let's just do it. Like, let's get in there and, co- like, I know how to wiki, you have an idea, let's just do it. And they were like, whoa, we were going to have a meeting to do it, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, you know, all those steps. And I was like, well, here's your seed bank. Like, and they were like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I was like, yes, that is the power of the, like, immediate collaboration of a wiki. And, like, fundamentally, if you need to move to... You need to move to GC Connects later because you're a more mature community. At least you've started. Like it gets you off the ground, and it gets groups off the ground that like can't start meetings because they're in different parts of the country. Like it's yeah that that fundamental like this is Canada's intellectual property and we can all be part of it and all contribute to it in one space. It's like yeah, it's a really neat tool, super powerful. So um in your non-podcasting space like you're podcasting you're on gc connects which department are you i'm in a very strange place right now because actually i i'm sort of 
For a while there, I was attached to three different departments Whoa. because my, my home job up until very recently, like within a week or so, okay. was uh, with the Office of the Privacy Commissioner of Canada. But I've been at Treasury Board for over 18 months now and okay. actually was extended to be there until the end of September. And then I got involved with this thing from NRCAN called the Free Agent Program. Oh, right. And I've now, the ink is dry on that. So now I'll be starting work, which is very much like what I've always hoped my job would be way back at, at ESDC all those years ago because I'll be in a position where my entire purpose is to be on permanent loan to other government departments to do cool projects and then get uploaded back to the mothership again to be redeployed to go do something cool somewhere else. So, yeah, my, my, my job now will be to look for jobs, That's you know, really anywhere, mean. anywhere in government where I'm needed. So... To answer your question, yeah. I'm, no, that's uh, an awesome, like, the, the flexibility of helping other people find jobs, or, like, finding different jobs and helping other people. That's, we need more of that because it's, like, I think that was pitched at Pulse Ignite, right? That uh, free agent kind of idea was way back, like, maybe 2014, one of the Pulse Ignites, the idea that when a need is there and a person with a skill set can come, then we can, like, better scale up to, to meet the needs. That's awesome that it's actually in play now. I know it was a long, slow burn to get to this point. I actually didn't find out about it until maybe just this calendar year. Okay. So I, I, I got on board sort of late in the process. But as soon as I saw that this is what was happening in government, it was just like the GCpedia moment where I realized, oh, my God, we have our own wiki that, that we can edit. Yeah. You know, it's same, it was that same sort of excitement where I am so proud of my government, uh, the public service, yeah. in in doing something that that's very cutting edge or that it feels like you know this is the sort of excitement that that i guess some people feel like we have to give up working for the public service as opposed to the private sector to which moves much faster but huh, yeah. um it's exciting for them to look at a new model of working where people are looked at as being valuable in a lot of different ways and and just being basically loaned out to to so that their skills are are, are being utilized you know, where they most are needed by a particular department for a length of time. And then they soak up some information, some some knowledge, some experience from that department. They come back to NRCAN knowing even more and being more qualified than when they left. And just, it's it's like a permanent investment in, in people's development. And, I don't know, giving departments the flexibility to grab talent that they need for whatever time that they need it. Yeah, I've actually gone on a, a- assignment and a comment before and I took a year off so my career it's interesting like that in in that I've worked at Treasury Board so I have that central agency badge and that like speaking Treasury Board language in a line department is very valuable skill and and being able to say oh I worked at a small agency so I understand the constraints that they have and and like Early in my career, I wasn't sure if the public service was for me. And then I found GCpedia. In the, I was a co-op student. I was working in a library. And I found um, Tom Kearney and GCpedia. And I got involved in like re- redoing the main web page, which was not a big deal. But I had to head out to Iris Road. And it was like this, I'm on a committee. It was so exciting. And, and I was like, I found the cool people in government who are trying to change things. And that like stuck with me. And I was like, I guess like if you just find the group or the part that's that's like matches your skill set like you're you're doing now you've you found the right fit of job mm. it's it's like when you're kind of in a cubicle and you're stuck and you're not really sure like the nick Turney kind of story where you don't really know if you're it's for you and you have to kind of break out there's there's people out there to find and there are positions like one of my colleagues 
her advice has always been uh, like we have so many different positions and roles and jobs that like you will find the one that fits you it's just like take the time to to look out there and so in terms of GCPD I use it all the time for like outlook and like hey there's cool stuff happening at Narcan around uh, like energy consumption and user-centered design and so like yeah same idea keep looking and like looking out for stuff yeah I I think that your um, career path is is very interesting in like if I would were to speak to you in a year or two to see how it worked out like you'd have a lot of lessons it's been a really interesting trip so far and it kind of makes me sad that I, I started this so late. I had an entire career as a social worker. I worked for 10 years in, oh, wow. in child and adolescent mental health. Okay. And I really fell into government accidentally because uh, when I was at Carleton University doing my master's degree, I was sort of wavering on the, do I want to do a thesis or do I want to do a practicum? Yeah. And at the very last minute, I decided to do a practicum. <gasps> okay. The only job that was available was in a privacy shop at, at ESDC. Interesting. So I sort of feel like, I kind of stumbled into it and then realized shortly after I discovered GCpedia that there were a lot of young, I don't know, or at least forward-thinking cool people that wanted to do really cool things in government. And that was the sort of the hook that sort of sent me off in the direction that I've been. It's also like just such a large trend right now that like I hope that it stays with us and it isn't a trend. Like the idea of public service is so valuable and the recruitment ideas and a lot of this blueprint 2020 stuff is like really hot right now. But like my my hope is like a kind of like I'm a little bit seasoned public servant is that that sticks with us that like we don't do it for like a period of five years. And then and then we kind of lose this like some keep the ideas coming is is what I'm interested in and keep sharing the lessons like that, that you'll learn from like you're you're being lent out to other places like. If you don't if you don't share what you learn as you go through your journey with other public servants then we're losing valuable knowledge and I'm yeah I'm glad that we can talk about it today I'm curious like what is it like to take a year off from the public service and then come back to it Oh that is actually a really interesting question um it it the biggest lesson I learned was what is valuable and what is worth spending time and attention on in your daily job and in your life it changes like before i was working in um, a comm shop so it's it has a certain pace and work style to it and it's it's like a lot about web and a lot about publishing and being meeting deadlines and targets and and like making sure you're answering your blackberry or like doing things on weekends and and it's a very specific uh very specific lifestyle and when you suddenly stop that and you shift and you work on maybe yourself or your 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 well-being and you spend time with family you're like as a person who's who's aging like into their 30s and 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 coming across like what are my values as I'm at this stage in my life taking a year off is really like it's it's an amazing way to not really hit pause but to stop and and take a breath and uh, say what's valuable and then when you come back you say hey remember those things that are valuable to you you're going to need need them now more than ever because people are going to demand things of you people are going to uh, 
misunderstand like where you were for a year and they're going to uh, ask a lot of questions and they're very keen and interested and they also want to like support you so you have to kind of know that that you need to set boundaries that was one of my things the work life not really balanced but the work life the difference between work and life changed for me i had to say uh this is my work time and it's very defined and this is what i'm willing to give up if i have to work after hours and such and then um and then really it was about what i value in life and 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 really defining that for me because i hadn't really defined it before because I went to university for undergrad, and then I went to did a master's, then I did a co-op, then I went right into the public service, and I hadn't ever paused. And so, doing that pause, and I think there's a lot of like stuff around mindfulness and being aware of yourself and aware of your self-perception and your your judgments and just like having a, a healthy workplace. That's like all kind of cycling in my head and taking your off you come back and you're like, hey, these things are not just buzzwords that people are talking about. They're things you need to pay attention to just as much as getting your daily tasks done. So coming back is hard, but it's also awesome. Um, I realized that the economic situation in the place where I'm from is, is not great. The jobs were not there. And uh, I did spend a lot of time with my parents and they're moving into retirement age. So really learning a lot from them about uh, like where they are in their life and what their values are something that I hadn't spent a lot of time with them in a long time and that was yeah I mean you don't realize it at the time but you um, a year is a long time and there's there's a lot of time for reflection and there's a lot of time for just thinking differently I think and and now I I feel like I'm so much more focused at work and it's awesome like just knowing like what's important and being able to uh, to decide that is totally shifted the way I work and also now I go home for lunch because I really value like the breaks even though like spending time with your colleagues at lunch is is also a valuable part of workplace culture I I now know that I need to spend that time with myself and just to kind of break and anyway that was a long <laughs> That's all very useful, and it may not be work-life balance that you're describing, yeah. but but it is certainly a, a, an increased level of self-awareness and knowing what your needs are and what reasonable allocation you know of yourself, your time, what that looks like. No one ever teaches you that. That's no. like an untaught thing is to understand yourself, and it's a it's a journey that like obviously we're always all all on. And you're not going to know the answer right away. And I'm very impatient and I wanted all the answers last year. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's I, I encourage people to do the things like you're doing, uh, taking other jobs and going on secondments and taking a year off and exploring the opportunities that the public service uh, provides to us. Because, um, yeah, staying in one cubicle for 35 years is not not necessarily for everybody. No. And I'm thankful that we have at least this ability as public servants to be able to just sort of press pause and step off for a yeah. year, you know, and find yourself and reconnect with your family and just find your own bearings in life and yeah. then come back and we haven't lost you and you haven't lost, you haven't lost your job. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's an impressive, we're lucky. We are, we are so lucky. I came back with that thought too, that like, 
yes, I'm stressed about the initial first days, but I'm lucky to to go back to a place where I feel comfortable and where people know me and where I have a purpose. You do. Yeah. Anyway, I, did someone walk by with a sign? They did. And should we get out of here? Or This was a good place to wrap it up anyway. Okay. Cool. Considering you had no idea what we were going to talk about, I think that went really well. And I think I talked too much. I like to talk too much. Sorry. <laughs> as... as uh, I don't know. As a person that manages a podcast that hosts a podcast, I've I like people that that express because I feel like I'm I'm the maybe I'm the glue that holds all the bits of the show together. Sure. But I'm not interesting. And mm-hmm. and and I not talk about true. I talk about myself enough. Um anyone that's heard the show more than than a few times has probably heard me wander down certain paths before, but no. It's really the person that's coming in that's bringing the value to the show. So thank you for for coming even though you weren't quite sure what we were going to say yeah i am um, this is a good and a great use of time and i yeah i'm gonna check out your podcast i i see it there but i haven't you know <laughs> that's okay i'm excited to no no because conversations like this are are worth oh, listening to adam's kicking us out okay we're out all right <laughs> thank you so much todd thank you mary beth take care You've been listening to Toddcast Season 2, Episode 6. My special thanks to Ray Darwin, Sierra Deffy, Adam Fritz, Justin Henry, Stacey Illelegy, Milen Lafleur, Annie LeBlonde, Nellie Leonidas, Darlene Marion, Stephanie Moulton, Joy Moscovich, Aaron Percival, Nick Pietrantonio, Mathieu Saint-Ange, Ilya Selim, Shelley, a.k.a. Tenacious Red, The Public Servant Magazine, Val Thomas, Ethan Wallace, Christine Yu, and Joyce Silver for their support and contributions to the Toddcast community. All opinions expressed on Toddcast are strictly those of the individual and are not necessarily those of their employer. If you'd like to write and produce segments, know someone inspiring who should be on the show, or are someone with a story to tell, email me at todd at toddlines.ca. You'll get credit on the program, of course, but more importantly, you'll get meaningful content out to the public service of Canada, people who need to be reminded how important they are. If you've got a comment, a suggestion, a question, any good jokes, you can also visit the Toddcast group on GC Connects. And episodes are always available on the open web at toddlines.ca. Toddcast is planned, written, and technically produced using open source software, Canboard, DocuWiki, and Audacity, running on Kubuntu Linux and Linux Mint KDE edition. This episode's segment music was Jupiter's Pull by Macroform and Time Controls Your Brain by Brain Control. Both are licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike license. Podcast content is free to use and share under the same CC by SA license. No productivity hours were lost in the production of this presentation. Podcast is produced on my time and on my dime. But I can do other related comms and media work in an official capacity. If you'd like to bring me over to your organization on assignment, I'd be happy to loan my writing, production, and broadcasting expertise to you 
and yours. Email me, and we'll talk about it. I'm Todd Lyons. See you next time.